Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Barbecue, barbecue, pumpkin. Pumpkin. Barbecue, barbecue, corn. Corn. Barbecue, barbecue, wiener. Wiener. Grants. Sleeping through yeah. like the a- night is actually a relatively new uh, thing. It's not something humans did until recently. Sure, I'm getting used to this whole three and four hours of sleep a night now. It's the uh, what do they call it? Rolling. Second sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get up in the middle of the night, read some shit, fuck, set things on fire, and go back to bed. That that's, sounds that's like exactly. my life right now. That's <laughs> it right there, with more reading actually, <laughs> and less setting things on fire. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like my farts. Oh, there you go. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number 307. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked, Andy. And we're proud to be Ace's Friendship Simulator. Gentlemen, how you doing today? I'm good. Great. I love it. I love it. Before uh, we go into um, what we did, oh, we have mail. All right. All right. From uh, my favorite of Paul's characters, Gaming Mill. <laughs> if only I can't claim I can't claim the genius of that creation. Listen, add it to the notebook, Andy. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a real person. I know. Yeah, uh, add it. That was the joke. Gaming oh, yeah. Mill has sent us a lot that. of of great emails. Mm-hmm. This yeah. might be my favorite. Oh, wow. because it is oh, no. the continuing saga of Gaming of Mill name? if you've been following thus far. Well, yeah. the name change and all kind of right. craziness. He recently, officially changed his name to Gaming Mill. <laughs> that is his name. Which, I love it. Dear The Paul Show. Ah, yes. You may or may not remember, but a couple of years ago, I told you that I legally changed my name to by deed poll without thinking about future consequences. You may recall that I mentioned I had forgotten about an upcoming interview at work regarding a promotion to a managerial position. I had the interview. Three days later, I was called into the office of my boss, I was told I was unsuccessful in my application. Aye. Can I ask why, I asked. He replied, because you're clearly mentally unhinged, unquote. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in no. reference to my legal name change. Yep. I shrugged and pretended to look upset, but I really didn't care. As I was about to close the door behind me, he spoke again. One more thing, he said. My heart started racing. Had he changed his mind? He said, I also listen to Geek Shock. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's the Paul show, I replied, and walked out. (laughs) Quite content in the fact that the man was clearly an imbecile by not knowing the name of my favorite TV show. (laughs) Kind regards from your loyal viewer, and keep up the good work, Paul, and his minions that talk over him, Gaming Mill. <laughs> oh, and, it, and it wouldn't be a gaming mill letter without a PS. If you're ever out at a pub and you start talking geek to a chick, and if you start talking about GTA 5, they always, always ask who your favorite character is. Always, always reply that it's Chop Franklin's dog. Ah, that's, oh, a, good, that's a good answer. I've only done this once which was last night, but boy, from her reaction to my devastating repartee, my bedroom was in a mess this morning, and no, it wasn't because I'd bludgeoned her to death. Thank you, Gaming Mel. Nice. I remain skeptical about the bludgeoning. 
come in. But he's right. Chop is, Chop is absolutely the right answer. You. I was I was running through the characters of Penguin. Who could you possibly get away with saying that? And Chop is the only one you can get away with. Yep. Well, none, none of the characters are likable. They're, everyone is reprehensible than, yeah, in that the, game. The dog is just a dog. I you know, it does what dogs do. That's my least favorite GTA so far. Is it because of the characters? Yeah, I think so. I think it's too character driven. Um, it takes away that flow a little bit and forces you into the persona of these. Where you don't feel like it's you playing the game. Right. You're, I'm like, you're, I'm you have doing, to inhabit these characters. Yeah, now. and I can do that in a lot of games. Do you think it's because it makes you switch between these characters? Well, it's weird, though, because I think that's part of it, too. Part of it also was with Nico. Like, I really loved Four. Yeah, I had no the, problem yeah, playing that one, but I guess he was just a, you know, light enough character you had enough not a blank slate but close but you had enough drive over him choosing what he wanted to do i don't know it's just whatever reason five just didn't click for me like the others have you're you right you have to deal with everybody's family problems and yeah and so it's just, ugh, it's, you just liked it because it was your inspiration for nicoderm stop smoke ski he is the n- inspiration for nicoderm stop smoke ski that's true nico bellic <laughs> so gentlemen what geeky things you want to talk about this week hmm i listened to this podcast yeah. And these uh, yahoos on it didn't know how to pronounce Kvoth. I have since learned. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have about 50 pages into Name of the Wind. And it teaches you how to say his name in the book. Ah, good good move. So, so Well played, Mr. Rothfuss. It's Kvoth. Did we get he, close to it? What did we say? Kvoth. Kvoth? Yeah. Right. He, he, well, he, in in the book, he says it's like Kvoth. But close, yeah. You know, so right at that point, you got it figured out. It's uh, like Matt Groening says his name rhymes with raining, you so go. you understand how there to say go. his name. Actually, I heard it complaining or complaining, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fact check rhymes with fat chick. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got I got a but response I, to the the. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were. Done. But I'm uh, like I said, fifty pages in that, that yeah. book sucks you in fast. Yeah, it's a, it's how's this prose? Because a lot of people. Uh, Pat him on the back for his uh, his prose. his prose, his, his like like does like, as, like, as far as like the poetry of his language or uh, kind of sorta. It's it's good without being over overly flowerly or right. or, or too uh, uh, too deep deep deeply uh, heavy literature, you know. All right, but really approachable. But at the same time, yeah, he's 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 got some poetry in there. All right. I was curious. I haven't read the stuff yet because right now, from all appearances, it's it's just it's, it's not like a, the kind of fantasy I I'm into. You're, right you're now. not into the classic Tolkien style magic, right? right. Well, not, uh, not yeah, the well, magic. Well, not magic, but uh, in fact, you almost Western made, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, Western setting. Because you actually almost made me interested in the last week's episode when you said it's. You know, like George Martin, but you know, heavier magic, and I was like, "Oh, yeah," because apparently this guy is a wizard, right? Like, you do like you do like the magic in your fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, swords and sorcery. There's two right. reasons I'm reading it: swords <laughs> and sorcery. There's one reason why steampunk I, I'm not always enamored with, because you know, gunpowder, and but. And then a lot of fantasy, when you get the super low fantasy, it's like, okay, where the fuck is the sorcery? So mm-hmm. Sure. And now, this is uh, what I consider one of my workbooks. I keep two novels in my locker at work. So they're books I only read while I'm at work. Yeah. So and it's a 600-page 
pretty small print book, so I'll be reading this for a while. It depends yeah. how often I work. Probably by the time the first episode of the series comes out. That's kind of where I'm looking at it. But what objective. a deal he fucking nailed down. I oh, mean, my word. Yeah. Multi, multi-picture, multi-television, multi-video game. Yeah. Wowzers. I uh, finished the Han Solo adventure, Smuggler's the, Run. The Greg Rucka book. Yep. It's awesome. good. It's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a Rucka. How could it not be? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. an easy, quick read. It's Young adult fun. novel, right? Kind of. Again, it's got some rough stuff, but it's uh, but I guess I mean it would fit into that category. It's good. It's it's a solid book. Um, it was a nice change of pace because I usually tackle just the big old crazy heavy stuff, and I get mired in it sometimes and dissuaded. And this is the first time I was able to just like jump in and have fun and just read and for, first time in a long time. So I really enjoyed it, and uh, it's a good story. I'm all for a challenging book, but there's a lot to say about a nice, good, easy story. Yeah, yeah. It's the first one I've had in a while that just kind of flowed nice and easy. and So it was a good one. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I would say, you know, kids will get a kick out of it, especially if they haven't uh, done much in the way of backstory on Han Solo and Chewbacca already. So Now, this is a part of a series of books that concentrates on just one character, right? There's, uh, it's there's a, the Han Solo book, there's a Leia book, and a Skywalker book? There's just a bunch of tie-ins. They're all between episodes, um, and they're all sort of giving hints about what's coming. The, the, oblique the, hints, The journey though. to. The journey to Force Awakens. Very oblique hints. You don't really get hit on the head with anything like, oh. Between the new movies and the last movies, or no? The time of this one is between uh, New Hope and Empire, so okay, okay. it's pretty much my favorite time ever, so I was like, that's another reason I picked <laughs> sure. up. I was like, oh, it happens right before Empire? Great. Did you ever <laughs> read uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye? Oh. Nope. I, I, you know, I, I was asked by Elizabeth on Twitter if I'd read it, and uh, the reason I gave is, is no, because even more so than the extended universe that is even less canon because, you know, it was written before all of the, the new uh, Empire Strikes Back came. Right. So it's, there's a lot of just new stuff that Alan Dean Foster threw out there that just kind of just gets thrown out. Well, there's An a interesting weird, exper- experiment. There's a weird proto-Yoda in that. Proto-Yoda? Yeah, proto-Yoda. There's, there's a Yoda-like character in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Splinter actually was, uh, like, comes from a very early concept of uh, the first Star Wars sequel okay. from Lucas's part. It's not whole cloth on Dean, uh, Alan Dean Foster's part. Mm. There is a lot in there that, you know, Lucas was like thinking this is about. what I'm building The to? Splinter, the Mind's Eye, the Mind's Eye, in fact, it, I, I think is actually even referenced in one of the older Star Wars drafts because it's like a, a, a force. It's like a force powered gemstone yeah yeah exactly it's a force object it's a force item ah so so there's a lot there that that he was drawing from but it's like a gemstone that exudes force or enhances force enhances i think yeah you hold on to it crystals that they use in the sabers i'm sure there's some connection to that yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean i could see being an interesting read just for that historical aspect of where star wars could have gone yeah, it was interesting because also Foster is is a great science fiction writer. Yes, and really good at movie adaptations. Yeah, but Star Wars is really a fantasy, and it's a very epic one. And Splinter, for me, when I even as a kid reading it, it felt like a 
much smaller science fiction story. Hmm. And and I enjoyed it because of that. I like the smaller stories right. in between the big but epics. I read it. I did not read it and go, "Oh wow, this is a Star Wars novel." It it didn't actually kind of strike me that way. If you if you get what I'm saying, I mean, I I almost certainly read that between the two first two movies. Oh or, yeah yeah, or I, what we're calling three. And I did too. Four and five now. Yeah, <clears throat> the first EU, if you will. Right. Well, yeah. This book would have made a good comic as well. I mean, of course, Ruck has written hundreds sure, of comic of books. That but, makes a uh, lot of sense. It would be a really. I could see this. I could see the very strong possibility of this being adapted into a comic book. Cool character named Beck, who's a imperial officer, female who um, plays guitar, a cybernetic eye. Yep, yep. Two turntables and a microphone and a cybernetic <laughs> eye. Uh, yeah, she's good. She's good, good. She's heartless and mean and blows up her own uh, Tie Fighters to try and oh, get the Oh, and what she does to Kanye when he steps on her acceptance <laughs> speech? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did not play around. That's one thing I like about this new canon is how much attention being paid to characters that are individual imperial officers across the board they're finally starting to gray up that black matter which is kind of interesting it's instead of this just faceless evil thing that's a little more a few more moff tarkins popping up here and there yeah i'm I'm digging those Mm -hmm. that all sounds interesting you're making it it, uh i'm seeing a lot of that in the comics so the comics are cool Mm -hmm. The ca- uh, uh, character Admiral Sloan has been in two of the books so far. I'm really loving that character. Yeah. People are bummed that uh, Blue Guy is never going to come out. Thrawn? Yeah. General Thrawn oh, from... Yeah. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that and Mara Jade. I mean, and oh, I, Mara Jade. And I understand that. Yeah. Because she's well-written female character. I wonder, oh, boy. I wonder if they'll do something like that for Luke in this stuff at all. I wouldn't I guess not, me. huh? Would not surprise. Come up with their own Mara Jade. Yeah, he falls for a Imperial. Well, there's still that the mystery of his line, the Force is strong in my family, Mm -hmm. and then he names his dad, his sister, and you. But the implication of you, your son, is in his family. Sure. What? what, Whatever it is, it's his kid. It's his third cousin. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, he's from Tatooine, so maybe yeah. there's some ha-ha going on. He's you know about those Tatooine people, man? They're like freaking Kentucky. He's he, at Lars's gravesite. Oh, he's just talking yeah. to a burned-up corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the burnt-up Vader head. Yeah. Force is strong in your briquettes. Yep. <laughs> oh. You make a fine mesquite barbecue. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Uncle Owen! You're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not delicious. He makes things delicious. He makes things there delicious. Uncle wow. Owen barbecue. Uncle Owen's barbecue. <laughs> Barubecue. <laughs> Barubecue. <laughs> Order it with a glass of blue milk. Yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. Top it off. That'll make you poop funny. Oh, boy. Oh, oh man. Did you see? The, the I put. I tried to put a link up. Did you I did. put a link up? Yeah. Was up? Costumes. The costume. Oh, my. Oh, that was quick. A hamburger <laughs> and blue uh, green poop. Yeah. Yep. What a Halloween. Sexy green poop. <laughs> Sexy there you green go. poop. Sexy green poop. Like there's any other kind, Andy. Uh, talk about a costume <laughs> that has a limited shelf life. I was puzzled by the <laughs> by right? the fur belt on the, 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 the pop, uh, the poop. The pop. <laughs> the poop the, pop. I think that's just to give it t- some, uh, break it up and give it a little consistency, make it look like, you know. I th- it, they probably just didn't want to go full corn if there was, with it. If there was fur in my poop, I would be worried. 
I just didn't want to go full corn. Say, that's all. Corn. Oh, guess you've never eaten a live mouse. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well. Wait a minute. Are you saying you have? <laughs> Maybe. He's not saying he did it deliberately. Andy's an owl. I think everybody. he was trying to. I think he's about to spit up a bolus. Yeah, I was just gonna be say careful. A owl. <laughs> he sits in the regurgitate an owl pellet here in a second. <laughs> sits oh. in the tree limb and he's suddenly like whoo, and then he falls. Did anybody else dissect <laughs> owl pellets when they were in uh, in school? No, but I wish I had. That sounds great. Yeah, we, no, we had to do I that in science school. class one year. Oh. I, I actually found a couple out of Red Rock and turned it into art. I took them oh. apart and. I range of bones interestingly. Yeah, it's interesting the different <laughs> things that are in there. That, that gets you on lists. You know I, that. I heard, <laughs> what a way to phrase I arranged it interestingly, I Your Honor. Bound interestingly. <laughs> Strong piece. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> on cardboard. Um, oh. Yeah. I that, glued them down. For a minute there, I thought you were going Janeway for some reason. Oh. I was waiting for the <laughs> arranged old. interestingly. Chakote. Check out my decoupage. <laughs> <laughs> This is Chakotay. my attempted odd work, Chakotay. What do you think? Look at my decoupage. <laughs> it's my spirit guide. Oh, Chakotay. I'd like to get some of your decoupage. Oh! Would you, would you arrange your bone interestingly in me? <laughs> Chakotay taps his calm. Andy, come to Janeway's quarters. <laughs> oh, arrange those bones. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, one of our listeners uh, sent me a picture. Uh, listener Scoopy Doo sent me a picture of his favorite pancake mix. Oh, uh, the Krusty's buttermilk recipe pancake. Those mix. are good. I've had those. Those I've, are good. I've only had the regular Krusty's. I've never had the buttermilk, so I'll have to well, give that one a try. Well, you endorsed buttermilk. Hey, hey. I endorsed the Aunt Jemima Eat buttermilk. Eat my pancakes. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, what are you afraid of, Jeff? I'm, I'm not afraid, afraid of anything. Of trying another buttermilk recipe? I'm merely uh, saying I was unaware of its existence. It's not real buttermilk. I will reason, definitely try it now. It. There's a reason he's 80s Jeff. He, he gets stuck in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to try it though. So thanks, I was thanks think- for sending that in. I hope this becomes a thing now. Everybody's like <laughs> sending in their favorite pancake mix. Oh, keep it up! It'll become a thing. I, <laughs> my favorite is uh, Ugly Jemima's Butterface pancake. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Does it come with the bag for the head? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Place sack on face. <laughs> do, your, do your do your no business. Andy no not Enjoy that pancake. stop is that the picture on the cover of the box just a you know a, a shapeless figure with that she basically looks a, like a the bag on comic. the head okay <laughs> <laughs> the unknown comic wow you call me eighties Jeff <laughs> well yeah you're Jeff <laughs> I'm, I'm Facebook friends with the unknown comic and he is are you really still. Is he still out there? Oh, yeah. Wow. He's still out there. Because the gong show's been off the air, what, 30 years? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Bam. (laughs) Boom. Mic drop. (laughs) Right on his fucking sack. He should be dead. (laughs) Why isn't he dead? My worldview is confused. Make him dead. He alternately posts, like, strings of old jokes and... Comments about his custody battle he's having with his ex-wife. What fun! <laughs> I can't wait to. It's bizarre. That. <laughs> I can't. Well, the thing is, that. is the custody battle is over the old jokes, ah, so he's really yeah. sticking it to her. There it is. Zing, Actually, I, think the, I think the custody battle is over a special needs child, so it's even worse. Oh. I keep waiting for Jamie Farr to pick up the well, hammer that joke and hit the gong. <laughs> for 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 this show. <laughs> 
Yes. Far. Yes, K for this show. <laughs> wow. God, we are just in a tolerant mood. <laughs> yeah. It's all the damn construction, okay? <laughs> hey, just because you missed the turn. Did you guys get stuck in that shit again today? The, not no, stuck. The, the lane changing thing. No, I, I threw don't want to get off too, my... too deep in this, but there's a lot of construction. We go in Las to Vegas a barbecue right restaurant a lot before a show. We go there more often than any other go, restaurant. We went to, to Memphis. Oh, barbecue. bummed. I really wanted to go to oh, Memphis. Oh, dude, now but, the fans are going to swarm us. Yes, they are. But they. Uh, <laughs> Right. right, but there is the nastiest construction between here and there. So much that it's like ruining that restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they changed the lane closure this time. It was further back. Sure, like the last time we, but we were don't there. have to go deep into oh, what the construction is. It's very geeky to go deep into that. <laughs> it all that's fairness, that's about why I missed it. Ninety percent of the town is under construction right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's it's but really bad. It was fun because we missed it. Torgo brought up that we missed it. And then Jeff was like, ah, oh, ah, and just driving in a straight line going, ah, oh. Missed the turn to the barbecue. Yeah. Through, the co- through the cones? Missed the next <laughs> turn. Missed the turn <laughs> after <laughs> that. Missed the turn out, And then just was like, well, but Meh. But see, none of the turns past that one gets you into Memphis. <laughs> That's why I was frustrated. I missed turns for Memphis. <laughs> I missed every chance I had to turn. I'll never eat at Memphis. <laughs> and then when we left... We go sh- uh, shooting up Eastern, and there's a there's a whole bunch Lane. of cones and yeah. two different lanes, and Jeff is just like ah, ah, half in frustration, half in near panic. It was great. <laughs> you can Sorry, still hear the frustration in Jeff's voice. Oh tonight. yeah, oh yeah, it's still there. It lingers. And then there was a guy in his blind spot when we were in the forced merge. <laughs> yeah, and he was just hanging there. He wouldn't speed up. He wouldn't slow down. He was just hanging there. Yep, that's that's what we heard in the car. But folks, I mean, that's exactly what we heard. I'm signaled to change lanes. Welcome to the match. And he's like, he's halfway up, so I can't change lanes Get it at out, all. Get it out. So he's he's close enough to me. That's I can't right. change lanes without hitting him. Vent. But he won't speed up or slow down. Nope. So. <laughs> I I used up all of my luck this week. Oh, yeah. All your luck. Because I almost ran into a motorcycle cop who was in my blind spot. I think we we're both nice. trying to merge into the same lane. Oh, that's always fun. And he goes, beep, beep, and he hits the siren. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I rolled on the window. We, he didn't pull me over. We're still stuck in a line of traffic. I rolled him up. Terribly sorry, officer. He goes, don't do that again. I'm like, oh, so that's it. I have no more luck left. That there was, you go. You got to wait till reset day. You still yeah. have those Everybody outstanding warrants, don't you? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they are outstanding. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know somebody could do interesting things with a chicken. Well, my journey through Clone Wars continues. I've started the second season. Man, the quality does jump in the second season. It gets much better. In fact, at the end of the first season, they introduced the very first really compelling character in that series. Who is? Is Cad Bane, bounty hunter. You might have seen a blue guy with a cowboy-looking hat. Yeah, he looks like the stranger from uh, Oddworld Abe's. Very uh, much so. Uh, which is Abe. I find Spoiler. your enthusiasm confusing. Because I've had to watch that show with my nephew several times. And there's nothing compelling about that show. No. <laughs> nothing. I will say the, the first, season, first season, rough, rough spots. Especially when Jar Jar gets mixed up. But hey, it's a kid's show. What are you going to do? But Cad Bane, first emotionally involving villain of that show that I'm like, I want to see more of this guy. And you do. You see a lot of them. 
Now I concede the fact that my nephew is eight and and <laughs> will will watch that show repeatedly. Sure. He'll watch the same episodes over and over and we over again. We were all there. You should get him into the ponies. So I give him a pass for sure. that. But I'm still confused by your uh, your enjoyment of this show. I'm enjoying it more as it goes along. <gasps> Cat Bane is a Doros? Oh, I'm go. totally sold. Get in there. Get in there and get some of that. Oh, yeah. I love the Doros. Love me some Doros. But the, but the riding jumps. The first episode of season two, they torture a Jedi to death wow. in this kid's show. Wow. I mean, it's literally, they torture them to death. It's, it's kind of gobsmacking in some ways. Yeah, I pointed out to my sister while she was doing her homework. When she was in nursing school, and so she's on her laptop trying to do the homework while my nephew is watching this. And I'm sitting here watching these clones, helmetless clones, no ma- mind you, just get slaughtered left and right on clones screen. Clones die Often and horribly in yes. some cases, and I, I go, um, sis, you might want to. I mean, I realize this is a kid show and it's rated, you know, like TV eight or whatever. But you might want to take a look. She looked up. And she's like, Lincoln, what are you watching? He's like, I'm watching Clone Wars, Mom. Like I always watch. <laughs> and I got, she apparently had just not noticed that these because she had watched several episodes with him before sure, uh, this and, storm, and storm clones are faceless yeah well but i mean that's right they're not human yeah. i don't know if this is earlier in the season the ones that she watched were fairly tame so she let him continue watching it even early but in the first season like even, the second episode really? of like that that clone died a horrible death in the middle of space okay so maybe she didn't catch those ones but yeah yeah i'm sitting there going i'm like this is fine for me i'm an adult but my eight-year-old nephew watching these clones getting slaughtered left and right? I really want to see where this goes, where the quality goes up, especially when it hits that last season that was made only for Netflix to to close off open stories. So that was made basically for fans. I mean, I'm sure they still kept it (laughs) kid-friendly, which is (laughs) questionable at this point. But I really want to see if it gets to a quality level that's worthy of Star Wars. Right now, it's getting there. To, so much that I actually look forward to the next episode instead of like, I need to get through this so I can get this canon out of the way. You have me intrigued. So, yeah. I watched um, some Flash. I watched uh, five or one? six episodes of Flash. Yeah, it's on Netflix, it's on Netflix now. now. Really uh-huh. good, isn't it? It's very good. Uh, I watched up to the point where they had the crossover with Arrow. Uh-huh. And man, does he sit like a turd in a punch bowl in the Flash universe. <laughs> oh, you mean Arrow? <laughs> yes. Like a turd in a punch bowl. Yeah. That, it, yeah, that first crossover was a little weird. Oh, man. Uh, they're, they're, I haven't watched it yet. I'll tell you, there's like a couple more crossovers that come in the series that are, don't feel as forced. The crossover in Arrow, because I'm watching third season of yeah. Arrow, and the crossover in Arrow is cool. Yeah, the, the, the crossover in Arrow makes total sense. Yeah, I got, I got to find a viewing guide and figure out which order to watch it in, so I'm not... Right. I, I was like, screw it. I'll just go through Arrow, and then I'll watch Flash, and I'm not going to well, worry about it. The, the Flash universe is pretty positive and upbeat. And yeah. Flash exactly. likes having powers, and he's happy about it. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're they're taking down bad guys, and they feel bad if they get killed. And, you know, Arrow's <laughs> like, yeah, let's kill something. In fact, um, nope. small spoiler, Ar- Arrow casually shoots him, shoots Flash in the back with two arrows to teach him a lesson. He's murdering. <laughs> he's <laughs> very murdering. <laughs> it's a well, murder show. is killing. It's a hell of a lesson. That show is weird. Murder is killing. Arrow he didn't, was I, didn't, I didn't say murder. Now, Arrow, you yeah. seem to be on board for a little while, Paul. Yeah, for a minute. 
and then you it's didn't, just didn't so, work out. It's so weird. It's he's watching it before he goes to sleep. Of course, he's not. Well, <laughs> I'm doing the same I, thing I with Clone Wars, so I, I really just watch moments of it. And <laughs> honestly, I'm just I'm just marking time till Jessica Jones comes out. Oh boy, have, yep. you, have you seen the little teasers for that? I've been staying away. Oh, I don't yeah, even want so that. I, they're, I, they're like minute long, and they're just little vignettes. They don't show faces. They just show little tiny vignettes and they're wonderful uh, i'm so well, looking forward to that. i'm not going to spoil anything for you Andy, but there are some oh my god what just happened moments that come up in the in, flash in flash okay yeah so yeah i'm uh, looking yeah, forward to that it's 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 really good i'm glad netflix has the full full first season on it i've already started watching season two um i they're they're continuing with the strength of the stories that they ended season one on so very happy with second season so far, and I think they're only two episodes in, if I'm not mistaken. Of all the DC TV, yes, that show seems to get all the love. Well, it's the character of Barry Allen is an enjoyable character. I mean, he's he's peppy, he's upbeat, he's a little, you know, he's got a little bit of a smart mouth because he's a young kid that suddenly has these powers, but he's also very intelligent. He's he tries to process things the smart way when he's dealing with villains and he's not out to destroy anything he's just out to stop them from you know destroying his city and killing people so i mean not out to destroy anything yeah he's and does i like that in my heroes and then even in the comic books you know he's helped rebuild buildings in an instant you know you know things that got destroyed he's helping out in other ways than just you know okay well my job is done here and then taken off so it's yeah, it, it's it's what, a much more positive attitude type comic series. Now but, it gets a little dark in some of the later ones in the comics. Yeah, so the, that there's the potential that this will happen with the series. The big difference but, is that when comics make the jump to the screen, they almost always get well. Now they always almost always get darker and and heavy. And the, there's very few superheroes enjoy being the superhero. It's always a task. And that's a good point. Flash and a burden. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a it's a great She-Hulk uh, story where the Doctor, you know, after this something happens that you know fixes her power, so she can't go back to being a human again. And the Doctor says, "I have some good news and some bad news. You know, the, you know, you you can't ever uh, go back to being a human. You're fixed in your She-Hulk form." And she goes, "Okay, what's the bad news?" <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Barry Allen is just, he's a young kid in his 20s. He's super excited about what he can do and constantly learning about, you know, the the depths of his power. So that's... Man, if I could jump to the top of a building and I could run, you know, 800 miles an hour, I'd be thrilled. I'd be sure. Just stoked. I'm enjoying Arrow. Uh, Brandon Ruth is like, I think Biggs made a comment about like a Cary Grant quality... Hmm. Uh, to uh, his uh, Ray I always Palmer. I thought it was Routh. I don't is know. I've never heard it pronounced. So okay. welcome to my world, of... gentlemen. Mm. Yeah, there you, you go. know, and it's funny because I he was just in a a little short video that uh, oh I can't think of his name now. He does the voice of Superman on the cartoon series, the Batman the an, yeah. or the Superman animated. It's what's series. his name, son. Yeah. Well, yeah, his son so is also in Tim that Daly. episode. Tim, Tim Daly. Thank you. Or is it Dolly? Tim Daly. I, I well, think that one's he daily. says daily in the episode. Yeah, I know. So, uh, so he's it's him and his son who is now the voice of Superman. Did he say Planet Afterwards? In, so? in a current Sean. Uh, uh, Sean? DC animated movie, 
and then Brandon Routh, as well as uh, the one that did the TV series, uh, he's inducted Dean Cain, into the, the into the, 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 the Batman the or the Superman, excuse me, club of being people who perform Superman. Superman. Oh, okay. Dean Cain shows up on Skype or FaceTime. It's, it's pretty funny if you get a chance to look it up on YouTube. It's out there. It's it's cute. It's really cute. It's funny, but yeah, Brandon Routh uh, makes a, an appearance, and I thought they said Routh, but I could be wrong. I'll, oh, I'll have to watch it again. I will tell you that is one one of the other things I really liked about Flash is the fact they brought in uh, John Wesley Ship to play his father. Yes, who played yeah. the Flash in the yeah. the uh, late nineties TV Thank series. Thank you, I needed that. Yeah, because that's not a name that just you know in my brain. Right. Well, then that's he didn't do much after that, did he? It. Yeah. He uh, he kind of fell into obscurity. Why is that in my brain? But uh, yeah. Although I do want to nerd squee comedy nerd squee real quick because a month from now, Mister Show comes back. Yeah. That's nice. just yes. so excited on yep. Netflix. Yep. It's called With Bob and David because they can't really use Mr. Show. As, but HBO it's the, it's the exact rights. same thing. And yeah. Netflix is getting a whole season of it. So Nice. Yeah, we're excited. Why to throw that out there? I'm so happy. That is really cool. Oh, Mr. Show. So a surprisingly good horror movie this week. One I didn't think was going to be good. Okay. In fact, in I the poop, theaters? Poop. It did see it in the theaters, but I saw the preview in the theaters, which made me go, ugh, I'm staying away from that. That but looks now? terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, unfriended. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's just turned out better than you thought? I, it's surprisingly good. Really, really interestingly well done. It's unfriended about it's a ghost story about a girl who commits suicide and then goes after those who cyberbully her. Cyberbully, right. right? But the great way that this is done, it is shown on one computer screen the whole film. Oh, really? It's about a really eighty-five minute long movie, so not super it's all long. POV, but it's all on one screen, and it really embraces and takes social media mores and uses them for horror in a way it's never been done that i've seen so it's all video clips on the screen and that sort it's, of thing? it's video clips and skype calls and and people going to messenger and you see you do see the ghost as Ooh. such but it's really well done well put together well, now now i'm interested because i, I really love uh epistolatory uh stories i love stories that are just told with letters back and forth um and they are really hard to do and, and, I mean, Lovecraft did some where he actually broke into his character writing out, ah, when he got killed. And it's like, ah, no. <laughs> and right, I love exactly. Lovecraft, but that's like every yeah. now and then he's like, no, no one writes, ah, oh, when well, you're that's, dying. That's non-Euclidean epistolatory uh, Right, exactly. <laughs> but the kudos to the director, which I don't know who it is, but to make a single screen interesting for 95 minutes. 80s Jeff's on it. Really impressive. Yeah. I, so I, if I just, you poo-pooed Unfriended because it looked like a a teen horror movie, PG-13 dumbness, I'd give it a shot. It's really impressive. Yeah, I, I glossed over that. It was just like, this just does not look interesting at all. Yeah, I, I, I completely so. dismissed it. Because it's it's out on is it out on video or is it in the theaters right now? No, it's out on on disc. I saw it because I'm one of the few that still has Netflix for DVD, so I get. Because I thought watch it was those. in the Netflix queue or the the, the new releases there. Like, it might be. It might be. Leo Gabrizad. There you go. What else? Let, Gabri- let, let that Gabriads. I think it's Gabriads. I can't. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's that's a very right. Feel my pain tonight, gentlemen. Strangely it. spelled name, but uh, I said John you know. Wesley Ship, right? Yes, you did. That's because you like shipping. Oh, he's a Georgia-Russian John Wesley Shipwright. (laughs) John Wesley shipped. Anything else, gentlemen? 
Fair. You went to the Ren Fair. We had a Ren Fair yeah. that I, I didn't even know was happening. Didn't make it. Really? I know it happens this time every year, but I didn't see a damn thing. Yeah, it was fine. I was I could only go one day. I went I went the Friday night, and I went with a friend who had a couple of kids. So I experienced the Ren Fair in a different way than I often do with you know not so less much, drinking and, and then less drinking and, and sex. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was fun, and and I always like our Ren Fair because. Uh, our Ren Fair says, period, fuck, period. We're going to do anything we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can, true. You, yeah, you can have stormtroopers walking around that Absolutely. thing and, and be embraced. Right. Were there any doctors this year? I didn't see any, Sonic but again, I was only there the one day. Um, Saturday's usually the big day for the craziest costumes. But, I saw uh, that on YouTube once, and it just had me cracked up. Do they get like, embraced? Somebody was doing a tent. Some a do and some don't, but by versus most. other yeah. Ren Fairs. Okay, because I have Ren Fair friends other Ren Fairs who bitch about like all the the pirate incursions. Yeah, that, that's other Ren Fairs. This Ren Fair pirate. You I mean pirates aren't? They don't even blink at pirates. In fact, there's a there was a pirate ship uh, that was a taxi that was going from one side <laughs> of the pond to the other. Well, pirates were around. I mean, not the 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 modern take of what the. You know the 1800s era pirate uh, is, but there were pirates on the scene. Let's not pretend at that any time. of Ren Fair is what it was. That's well, yeah, exactly, well, exactly. Notwithstanding <laughs> the fact that there have always been pirates yes. as long as there have been ships, that's, but that's what I was saying. It's that, like it's that, not the, the people are complaining about exactly what you said. They're and, complaining about the 1800s era depiction, pop culture depiction of pirates. Yeah, not not here. In fact, in fact, here we have a big contingent of the wild, which is just. Almost barbarians who wear black and white makeup all over their bodies. That's arguably some of the most fun parts of that. Yeah, I, I mean, as and I think as I, I wrote it when I wrote the story for the paper, it's like you can see somebody with their German slash and poof sleeves, uh, having them having those <laughs> sleeves complemented by uh, somebody in a in a elf costume. I thought he was going to go somewhere else with der- German slash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's a hell of a Ren Fair. Some video that I saw that was a there was a guy cosplaying as the David Tennant Doctor. You're still walking. going on doctors. No, there. I I just I, I I have to say how impressed I was with this because I've, I've seen it. He here. was just walking around doing all the the, the mannerisms, three things. Not not necessarily stopping to talk to people, but just like investigating everything and then just moving on. And people were just like looking at him, going, "I love okay. that you're so enthralled by." <laughs> I found I, it. I found it absolutely fascinating. I love I, that there are Ren fairs I'm, where people. I'm just are, surprised it hadn't been done before. I guess is what I love I'm there saying. are Ren fairs where people are very concerned about consistency and trying to keep things historically accurate. But I love our Ren fair where we don't give it. Yeah, yeah. I prefer. I that. would. I need to go to that Ren fair with somebody dressed as milk and cheese and reenact the milk and cheese. Oh, go to the Ren fair. Nice. I don't think I've <laughs> seen that particular. Oh no! Uh-uh. You need to check that out right now. Mead is icky piss wine. <laughs> Fuck this! <laughs> Die, fat fake Xena. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's one ouch. of my favorites ever. I milk have... and cheese. If you haven't read it, folks, Evan find Dorkin's it. Milk and yeah. Cheese. Dairy products gone bad. I, Exceptional comic book. When I was doing comics for Slave Labor, Slave Labor is his publisher. Yep. And I still have the card he handed me, which looks just like a community chess card. From from Monopoly, very cool. It's a get out of comics free. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's a funny, dude. He's a funny, funny dude. Anything? Yes, anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I'm just surprised that Andy go. made it through the Ren Fair alcohol free. I didn't I go alcohol free. <laughs> God <laughs> Almighty, George. I'm just saying, I it's it's hard to go through any Ren Fair without at least some form of. Icky you know. piss wine. 
<laughs> I did Thank not you. drink until I felt I had superpowers. I drank okay. till I was pleasant and it, handle children. Um, now, Jeff, do you mean it's hard as in temptation or it's hard as in you need something to numb the pain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't need anything to numb the pain, but the booze helps. It's fun. Enough alcohol turns any Ren fair into Ren okay. <laughs> Ren, Ren, Ren acceptable. Superior. Ren acceptable. <laughs> yeah. We'll make this Ren fair Ren acceptable with booze and chicken. Right, I got to go back to my. The other thing I love about the Ren fair is that it's a situation where people of different shapes can feel sexy. Oh yeah, there are, there are some large women who dress up and feel sexy there, and and pull it off, yeah, and pull it off, and, and I love that sexy. about the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. I think that's just cosplay in general. Yeah, that's true. But Ren Fair is a place with everybody. You know, you, you probably fifty percent of the people are in costume. Let's face it, Ren Fair is the birth of cosplay. Yes, you're, so, yeah, sure. you're, you're not wrong. I should do a billowy pirate shirt one year. Yes, you should. There you go. Tomorrow, a swashbuckling black beard. Alternately, you and I should lose some fucking weight. Or just billowy pirate shirts. Yeah, right. that, that, that it's is a lot easier. Yeah, I don't billowy think I can, pirate shirts is losing weight. <laughs> I don't think I can get away from going to my cardiologist with a billowy pirate shirt. And oh, well, see, there's your pro- problem number one, Andy, going to the cardiologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where you made your misstep. <laughs> You'd be surprised how far that shirt will get you at the cardiologist. Right? Yeah. Even wow, he will be like, wow, Andy. You're looking svelte. <laughs> you don't need to come back for another three years. <laughs> I do find it ironic. Your cholesterol sometimes must be amazing. That, that like, out of all of us, Paul Gosh. is the one that's not medicated for anything health related. I don't. I don't believe. Well, no. <laughs> you want to finish with that? No, I just don't. That? I just. I think we're over medicated as a society, and I'm very slow to accept medication. There, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> How do you feel about stents? No, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you. Stents uh, you should offering? have been tried for the war crimes he cr- committed yeah, right. in the 40s. We will get you, Stents. Your Stents. We are on your case, Stents. Your time is coming. I and know nothing. No, no, no. Wilhelm Stents was fine. Oscar Stents, that was a bastard. Mm. Well, <laughs> fine? No. Fair. He got the Rent Jews. Fair. He got the Jews out of Austria and Renfair. Actually, what Jeff said about Paul not being medicated is predicated ah. on the that? idea that sugar is not medicating. Ah. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, self-medicate with plenty of stuff. Sure. <laughs> but I'm not uh, I mean, he's got I'm allergies. Not on uh, other stuff. No, let, let, I, I don't have it. allergies well, as much anymore. Let's face it. Toys R Us is self-medication. I'll tell you what. Since I did the diet, my allergies improved a ton. It yeah. really did. Yes, yes, yes. That's that helped nice. a lot. Uh, so that was a that was a big benefit. Um, I don't have to take a daily pill. I guess toy collecting now, it, is self medication. Comes isn't and it? goes when you get. Oh, dude, I've got I've got my addictions, but take two Legos and call me. I don't morning. take pills. So <laughs> there you go. Just not. A, but I'm also not a not a drinker or a drugger either. Sure. So you know, unlike the rest. Right. Yeah. That's I have, right, I have a baby. Once in a blue moon, but uh, that's it. I never drink. Yeah, right. You. I wonder see. if I have any blue moon in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> see? You're already tickling them. Tickling them with that. I like how he introduced it. And here I am drinking a water. Blood. Ha ha. News you don't give a shit about. Wait. Is this the rest of the show again? Yeah. You won't know, will you? Damn you. He's gonna Damn surprise you, us. Torgo. He's going to surprise us one day, and it's just going to be all news we don't give a shit about. There will be no weekend game. It won't be me that surprises you. It'll be the... 
geek media that surprises you. Uh, yeah. Damn you, geek media. Louisiana governor and Republican presidential candidate Bobby Jindal. Already done with it. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> that's it. Put out a statement this week blaming violent media for gun violence. Oh, there, there goes, uh, there goes, uh, Kirsten. The Memphis is sinking in, and to the bathroom he goes. Yeah, Andy's signaling me for a bottle drink. of something, I and I don't think drink. he wants it. <laughs> you don't want to drink this, buddy. Oh, I want oh. some fine Polish urine. <laughs> oh God! Uh, despite all piss the wine, it's piss wine. Want to talk about icky piss wine? <laughs> I'll oh, prevent that for Jindle. Despite all the uh, the research to the contrary, you're gonna stick with this. Despite well, all his rage, he to be fair, in his in his polls, he's polling at one person. One person likes him. Ah, he's is it him? <laughs> it might be not <laughs> a bright guy. Dusting off no. an old argument, Jindle pointed fingers at Hollywood of movies and video games as ah. the case for mass shootings around the country. Sure, dude. Sure. Uh, Jindal goes on to blame America's garbage culture, unquote, <laughs> and veers away Thanks, from asshole. inadequate gun control laws. Uh, Jindal claims in his statement that Hollywood is at the heart of the problem because TV and movies celebrate violence. Quote, we glorify sick and senseless acts of violence in virtually every element of our pop culture, and we have been doing that for at least a generation, he says in his statement. Our movies and TV shows feature a continuous stream of grotesque killing of every kind imaginable. And this is true of virtually every genre, from horror to drama to comedy, unquote. He also targets video games. Quote, we have generations of young boys who were raised on video games where they compete with other young boys around the country and the world to see who can kill the most humans, I swear, <laughs> this guy... He's just not aware that no. pop culture no. is a mirror. No. It's a reflection of it, real culture. No, 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 not no, even no, that. no. It's not that. It's just look at the wars you have started yeah. and endorsed. The actual physical wars where people are dying. Not computer games. People. You fool. Just a, it's just an ignorant man. An oh, yeah. ignorant man spouting ignorance that other ignorant people are going to... Not many. Yeah. Not many people are digging on Jindal's bullshit sure. anymore, thankfully. Well, it, he's also just repeating other people's ignorance he's a fool. And, and is one that has not gone out and king researched it to develop his own opinion. He's, he he's adopting no opinion. other people's he's opinions. Well, it's, it's the whole look over here, not at the real problem. Yeah. Here, here's the stuff that will get you all emotionally involved so you don't have to worry about them taking your guns. Right. He continues... We make it so fun, so realistic, so sensational. Oh, we make sure that we stop them from bullying at school, but we are completely fine with them watching people get murdered and raped on the internet after school. And we are willing to let them go to the basement and join a fantasy world where they pretend they are killing people for two hours after school. Unquote. Uh, yeah, but watch him go off the rails if you mention gun regulation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gun regulation or, or de-escalation of our military budget. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah. <sighs> what do you mean? What are you saying? So fantasy pushes people towards violence, but reality does not. He's yeah. a fool, fool, fool yeah. which for is, you. Which is funny. Like A lot of these things don't take into account that a lot of times in video games and in movies, the people that commit these horrible acts are subject to the consequences of the, those acts 
later on in whatever medium it's presented in. Not always, but often. Whereas in real life, quite frequently, people that perform these horrendous acts are never held accountable. So, it, 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 I mean, look at all the people that get away with violent crimes against women. I mean, yeah. I, I, when I was in college, I remember, uh, you know, the newspaper reporting on date rape for the first time that I was aware of it. I had no notion of it. Didn't you know Doom no, was but, a rape simulator, Jeff? But I'm, it's, I'm sitting there going, I'm like, none of these guys ever got prosecuted. We have a backlog of thousands of rape kits in Las Vegas because it's expensive to process them. Ah. We have some going back 60 years. Wow. Yeah, wow. That that whole thing's a whole other yeah, terror. But don't don't ever think he'll address that cuz he won't. But no. I don't mean to be it's specifically on this particular it all topic ties of together well, it's, it's, it's weird. But it's, I'm it's, saying it's, violent crime in general is not always Sure. It's a it's a straw man thing. You build is, up this I, thing that's a fake thing so you can easily tear it down and right, look good. Right. It's not even a thing. And, and I and you start attacking video games and movies, I lose all respect for you. I lose all respect for you because in you know if you go back a hundred years you'd be attacking books yeah yep. and that's stupid and they yeah. were <laughs> yeah I know you go back to fifties and it's that's just books. it so it's just stop stop it is entertainment fools. but at the same stop, time stop stop it promotes people thinking about what they just saw Which is the last thing that the these guys want no exactly they do not encourage thinking there was they don't want you, you thinking about it they don't want you stuff. questioning. I, how can we change this? They don't want you questioning anything. They just I want you to get in line and follow the person in front of you. Read a great anecdote from somebody who was playing uh, Skyrim hmm. with his daughter, and oh, I remember this. She actually did something that caused the the authorities to come in and arrest her. Right, and her she was she was game. totally like very upset. Whoa, and it like brought a whole bunch of things home to her and it actually was an intense learning experience and it right. wasn't a traumatic awful life destroying no. experience it was she learned something she experienced consequence through fiction yeah she learned about consequence that's, through fiction yeah that's which what i was is saying nice when you can learn about consequence through fiction and save yourself the heartache of learning about it through actual right. things yeah it's very nice yeah sure well, and it, it, Penn and Teller did a great episode of bullshit on it, right? Uh, get, and that poor kid, uh, Bobby you know. Jindal's never watched an episode no. of Penn and Teller. No, no. <laughs> of course not, fool. So we care about this, but we don't care about the actual idiot. We right. care it, about it's, fighting it's him. Somebody spouting that shit. That we just spend yeah. a lot of time on something we don't give a shit about. Yeah. And I'll say it's it's politicians in general. It doesn't matter what your party affiliation. No, is. it's true. They do uh, a lot of this what's stupid his name? shit. Um, let's let's I'm, let's face it. Older generations yeah. are scared of things they don't understand. Right. Video games, violent movies, and that's what this plays toward. Yep. It's it's easy way of getting votes without having to do much. Yeah. Bonkers. Exactly. News you don't give a shit about. Variety reports that Expendables 4 is on the way and has received at least partial Chinese funding and will have a budget of over $100 million. 
Wow. The movie is going to uh, film a little in China, of course, in 2016, with plans for a release in 2017. We have a big star, <laughs> Sylvester Cerrone. Cerrone in Expendable 4. Have a drink, folks. Everybody come see Expendable 4 with Cerrone. Andy's having a drink. It's going to be having oh, yeah. a Big premiere here in China. Everything going to happen on the Great Wall. Great Wall fight. Oh. Uh-huh. And we put the money up. Everything going to be make a big capital. Uh, what? I can't understand a thing he said over Starro! here. Starro! <laughs> 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 What's the matter uh, with you? You did not understand the word he said. He's speaking very clearly. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I think he needs like a translator or something over and here. And Dolph Rundgren. <laughs> We have a Dolph Rundgren and Sterone. Rundgren and Sterone. Together at rest. <laughs> I'm out. I, don't know. I can't do any of the other voices. You guys got the easy ones. Stallone admits that the third movie's PG-13 rating was a disastrous decision, saying he's going back to an R rating this time. Make sure everybody can so see So there'll be more boss. pirates? He, uh, I got more digital blood. I don't know what to say. It's, it's just it's a disaster. <laughs> I, I know what I was thinking, making PG-13. God damn it. He was also teased about what the story might entail. Quote, I have actually entertained the idea of putting a group into such an unnatural environment that it in and of itself creates extra suspense and tension. The fish out of water scenario. Oh, that, come on. That environment might not be time travel, but nearly just as jarring, unquote. It's going to make him take so much SATs. more entertaining if I'd have read that in his voice. You're probably right. <laughs> but I wanted people to understand it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want understanding? People are confusing me with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> That's your fault. Weekend Geek! Yay! Wow. Wow. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel announced that this summer's hit superhero caper movie Ant-Man is officially getting a sequel slated for their upcoming Phase 3. Scott Lang... Paul Rudd, will return alongside Hope Van Dyne, Evangeline Lilly, on July 6th, 2018, with Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Beautiful. It'll mark the first Marvel film that will be named after a female superhero ahead of Captain Marvel. The Ant-Man sequel will lead to a few movies shifting their release dates. Black Panther is moving up to February 16th, 2018, and Captain Marvel will now hit the theaters March 8th, 2019. Marvel also announced that three untitled MCU movies will premiere on May 1st, 2020, July 10th, 2020, and November 6th, 2023 in the same year. Nice. Ant-Man has earned $178 million domestically, globally, total of $409 million. Ant-Man is the wow. number nine film of the year domestically. Wow. And hasn't even opened in China yet. That opens in October 16th. Oh, and we I'm know what China does. get that on... Uh... Oh, yeah, Paris! <laughs> I can't wait in the wasp. Ooh, so good. I love it, man. I fought for a while he was uh, the lady uncle. That's what we call it in China. No, God. Lady uncle. Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, need a, we need an Andy what's, cam what's for those moments. What do we do? What's interesting in this announcement is that uh, Ready, Uncle. the Inhumans movie got dropped off that 
list of upcoming films. So that may not, what they said it may or may not what? be out. That what? that was the news earlier this week, but today it was confirmed that is still on the slate. Okay, so oh. so I was I was watching that. Yeah, I just I just say it was interesting. I didn't because it wasn't confirmed at that a, point. A lot they of just people said are that, assuming some infighting between the TV and the movie now that they did that whole split. Well, I mean, but I'm not so sure that's wait. What split? The, the, we talked about the, a few weeks ago where between, the movie uh, part of Marvel is now a separate company. Oh, different company, but yeah. still, it's still going to be interrelated, though. Yes, yeah, oh, Disney yeah. still yeah. owns both. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's basically Marvel MCU uh, separating itself from having to go through Perlmutter. Yeah. Okay. They, they now report directly to sense. the heads <laughs> of Disney instead of having to go through through him. I just like hearing Perlmutter. What's not the law? I know. I, I, I love that in a jelly sandwich. Oh, that's my that's my Pearl Jam cover band. <laughs> <laughs> After it was reported that uh, director Guillermo del Toro was no longer attached to Warner Brothers Justice League Dark, producer <sighs> Scott Rudin has jumped on the film project, which is now being called Dark Universe, and del Toro will stay on as producer. The tracking board says, quote, Sources confirm that Rudin is moving quickly on this one, making updates to the script and approaching directors. The project is now a priority for Warner Brothers, with our sources also reporting that the studio is looking to shoot the superhero team-up film in 2016, unquote. The story reportedly involves, quote, a series of ancient tomes stolen by a madman hell-bent on the destruction of humanity. When he learns of this, occult detective John Constantine seeks out a group of heroes that specialize in the mystic and arcane in order to save the world. It's animated or live action? It is live action. Wow. Though the film's heroes have not yet been announced, save for Constantine, Del Toro has mentioned that Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and Etrigan, the demon, will lightly make up the team. So Justice League Dark is back on, but so now it's called Dark Universe. Is, is the guy that played Constantine going to get to do the uh, reprisal role? I oh, that would doubt be so it. good, but no. yeah, probably not. Although it would be great because he was a real good Constantine. They're keeping all the TV stuff separate, so. And apparently he's still playing Constantine officially. Yeah. So yeah, I was makes sense. In, in watching Arrow, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still a big CCH Pounder oh, yes. fan, but the woman, um, Adai Robinson... That's her last name, hyphenate. She's she's doing a great job as Amanda Waller. I'm really enjoying what she's doing with the and just what she's doing. It's really I, I cool. I did I did watch like an episode and a half of the next season of uh, that too. So I, I've seen that she showed up and again and, and she, she shows up a woo, lot. She's vicious. Yeah, yeah. She's not a likable character at all. But uh, I did find it interesting the choice to to cast a. Because in the comics, she's always presented as a very large. Well, at the new fifty-two, they 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 slimmed her down to Hollywood okay. size. I so. see. I was just saying, I've you, the handwriting was on the wall at that sure. point. I just I I haven't really gotten much into the new fifty-two stuff, so that's yeah, that, you, that would you and the rest it. of the universe. Yeah, I well, I've been more into the classic stuff, but. Lionsgate and comic book publisher Double Take, a subsidiary of video game publisher Take Two Interactive Software are teaming up to film an adaptation of the Jeff McCombsy graphic novel Z-Men. The title is the flagship of Double Take's recently launched universe surrounding the Night of the Living Dead franchise. Z-Men centers on, a, on government agents who face off against a zombie outbreak. So that film is on its way. Hmm. And speaking during a web chat hosted by The Guardian to promote his new memoir, Gilliamesque, 
Terry Gilliam revealed that a TV program based on his 1981 film Time Bandits was in development. Wow. Quote, we are involved in two possibilities. One, a TV series based on Time Bandits. Another, based on a script uh, Richard Graviness and I wrote after Fisher King called The Defective Detective, unquote. The original Time Bandits was Gilliam's second credit as a director. The film followed an 11-year-old boy who journeys through space and time with the help of a map and six dwarves, meeting figures like Robin Hood and Agamemnon, along with the supreme being and evil himself. Paul hates this one, but I love that movie. Actually, I I thought it was a lot... I'm actually surprised to hear the order, because Baron Munchausen's was like a weaker movie. Yeah. The, the I order? I, I, I assumed he'd done Baron Munchausen first. I, no, I he did Jabberwocky first. I knew he did oh, Jabberwocky yeah. first, but I, I thought I assumed he'd done Munchausen nope. before uh, no. Time Bandits. No, uh, Munchausen was much, much I've forgotten. after. Yeah. All right, Paul, you got something to say about Time Bandits. Uh, the, only, the only movie that I like is, uh, the only movie with that kind of thing is like where you where your characters go and meet a bunch of different characters is Bill and Ted's. I don't like movies where they bring in a bunch of other established characters. Why? What goes wrong for you? I don't know. It's just too much. It gets too muddy. Mm. I think that's one thing I like about that movie is just how muddy off the rails Time unlike Bandits? a movie it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an, that's an insane movie. That it. That it's is true. fine. Time Bandits is, is, is okay. But it's, uh, it's just so uh, weird. That's it a is weird, a weird movie. A weird fucking movie. It is a weird, very weird movie. I, I will agree with you that the parts where they interact with the historical figures is probably the weakest part. This is what I'm but saying. The bone, the bones of that are the, those characters interacting with each other and interacting with the supreme being. That that's solid stuff. And I think right. I saw the movie when I was that kid's age. So yeah, I saw it way too young. I should probably watch it again sometime. Yeah, you should. It's, it's, it's Munchausen. Yeah. I don't need to see again though. I'm, I'm no, okay Munchausen is weaker. Yeah. Um, you, you should take a trip out to see the boat sometime. Where is it parked? Uh, Big Bear Lake. Yeah. It, Time Bandits was 81. Brazil was 85. And then Munchausen was 88. So, yeah. It, Munchausen was a lot after. See, I didn't see Munchausen until it came out in video. I saw Time Bandits. Okay. And I will say Time Bandits was probably the first movie to open my eyes to a dark ending yeah. that yeah. I'd never seen. Yeah. That was the scariest thing when the parents touch the meteor and explode. Yeah. yeah, right. What the fuck, mom? Spoiler, Dad. Well, I I think we're beyond. Yeah, that, we're sorry. safe. We're <laughs> yeah. in safe spoiler zone. I think. I saw that. Uh, I I want to say two years ago. It was on one of the the movie channels late at night and in high def. So I got to see it all the way through f- for the first time in probably near a decade. And it actually, I think Time Bandits of the films of those earlier '80s films definitely holds up better than some of the other ones because I saw Brazil little while after that doesn't quite hold up as well uh, the thing about brazil is that there's a couple different versions of brazil that's there's, true there's a version that the uh the uh executives screwed with it gives mm-hmm. it a happy ending right which is bizarre i mean i saw that i was at a laundromat a couple years ago you saw it in a laundromat yeah it was, it was like playing on the tv on the laundromat i was on a laundromat it's an esoteric laundromat yes um oh, it was on tv it was on something <laughs> no but uh but i saw the the alternate ending. i'm like what the hell just happened? Because I didn't know there was an alternate <laughs> ending. I didn't know there was a happy ending. I'm like, wait, where's the rest? Mat. What? It's called esoteric cloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, the Time Bandits TV show was a possibility once before in 2001 when Hallmark, of all companies, wanted to get behind it. 
Gilliam and his then-writing partner, Charles McEwen, had even written some episodes, but the deal never went through. And now, however, it seems that uh, Time Bandits might lead to television again, although where and when remain unknown for the moment. As for that other title, Gilliam mentioned the defective Detective has been one of those long-lost projects that the director has been trying to get made for years. Detective, detective. He described it this way, quote, It's about a middle-aged New York cop who was once a hero who has grown fat and cynical, and in the middle Goes of a breakdown... Goes to Ren Fairs. <laughs> Wears up, a billowy shirt. And is in the middle of a breakdown, ending up in a child's fantasy world where the rules of the mean streets of New York no longer apply, unquote. Huh. Sounds like a Gilliam picture. It yeah. sounds like... Yeah. Uh, a take on what's that one with Dabney Coleman? Oh wow! You're with Dabney wow. Coleman. Are you talking uh, Cloak and Dagger? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Sounds like a take on Cloak and Dagger. I don't get that at all. I, yeah. I'm seeing. No. I mean, I I see a similarity, but to call it a take on well, it, well, it's I the don't. flip of it. Cole, Dabney Coleman was this fictionalized character that came into the real world to help this kid in this espionage thing. Did he really? Well, and then this is <laughs> this is the thing where this kid has a fantasy world and a real life detective who's down on his luck gets flipped and goes has to solve who killed the dragon. Sounds like to me. I, I find it, I find it really interesting that you did go to Cloak and Dagger of all pictures. That's that's good. Well, talk I, I about must, I remember esoteric, that movie well. Esoteric cloth. Right. Ex- esoteric cloth. <laughs> hey, I meant to ask you about it. Um, what did you do for Monday for, for Columbo Day? For Columbus Day? For Columbo, Columbo Day. Day. Columbo. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Our, our very own defective detective. <laughs> Space Columbo. Space Columbo. Yeah. Actually, we have another defective co- de- detective in... Uh, 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 necropsy, <laughs> right? He's a very defective detective. <laughs> Necropsy's the worst. He was innocent. <laughs> All are guilty until killed. Another clue. <laughs> <laughs> no end of clues. Gilliam plans on shooting, uh, begin shooting another longtime passion, <laughs> the project of his, the man who killed Don Quixote next April. He plans on shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Puppies. He plans on shooting puppies. <laughs> it's Gilliam. In a bucket. It's Gilliam. You don't know. Solopsist film. That's, uh, That's Necropsy's sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> and Mattel have teamed up in order to bring some competition to Hasbro's Transformers franchise. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Have you heard about this, guys? You hear about Go-Bots this? the movie? You wish. You hey, fucking wish, no. GoBots. GoBots is owned by Hasbro. It's now part of the Transformers universe. A Dino Riders movie is in uh, development. Here's a recap of the Dino Riders mythology. Oh, And I'll uh, tell you what. I don't give a fuck. I know. Go this for it. it. Get it. Get <laughs> stupid with it. Yeah. God damn it. Somebody buy me the routes to the Joust movie, and I will write the fuck out of that thing. I look forward to reading this, this mythology. Here, Here we go. In a futuristic war, the involved human race known as the Valorians are trying to save the galaxy from the Krulos and his <laughs> army of mixed species Rulons. In an effort to escape a Rulon ocelot, Questar, the leader of the Valorians... Wait, a Rulon ocelot? A Rulon onslaught. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> turn on a machine that... T- turns on a machine that takes them all back in time to prehistoric Earth. Hey, what you wearing, machine? <laughs> Once there, the war continues with... 
No one can hear you. <laughs> the war continues. I'm going to put the wireless mic on you from now on so you can just wear that when you wander uh, off. You're going to give him the Britney Spears rig? <laughs> Once there, <laughs> he said this Coca Cola Light were monster people. It's cold cola, Coca Cola Life. I wanted to try it. Oh, uh, did you try it? Yeah, it's it, it tastes fine. No, no, it tastes it doesn't. It tastes I, like weird. Coke. I think Coke Zero tastes better than Coca Cola. Are you yeah. upset because? Are you upset because there's nobody's name on the side of the Coke? It Use this. <laughs> so it's a nasty. microphone. You talk into it. I, I heard you so say that something about the devil's dick. That's what it tastes like. No. Okay. Because <laughs> we're all wearing headphones, so, you know. <laughs> so they go back in time to prehistoric Earth. Once there, the war continues with the Valorians using their psychic abilities to convince dinosaurs to aid them. And the Rulons using machinery to enslave dinosaurs to fight for them. Are you convinced, dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a yes. That's <laughs> not a no. <laughs> The series was originally developed as a marketing effort to sell a line of, to- of Tyco toys, now owned by Mattel by the same name. So for a script, they came up with a double rape allegory. Nice. <laughs> so so you're going to wow, lambaste yeah. me for the Coca-Cola life. Why didn't you take the regular Coke that was in there? I didn't see one. It's okay. Do you so want Mattel, one? No, I'm fine. Mattel yes. owns this now. Yes. Okay. Um, so at the end of the Masters of the Universe line. Okay. I know... Everybody knows this, of course. Of course they do. Uh, but but, but uh, re- re- remind us all the they same. They rebooted the series, basically. Before the new adventures of He-Man, there was the Powers of Grayskull. Do you remember the Powers of Grayskull line? Not yep. at all. Okay. I don't remember a goddamn thing about <laughs> He-Man that you haven't told me. So there was a I only line. know it from Toy Hunter. To line. remember, you have to experience it. All right. Powers of Grayskull. It was very small. They were going to have... Three figures to start off with. They had Hero, who was the original wielder of the power of He. Okay. They were going to have uh, the, uh, what's his name? Eldor. Eldor, who's like the wizard who, like, he was Not a bumbling wizard like Orko. No, he was like a cool wizard-like sorceress. Okay. But this is Ooh. pre-Turnia. So this is the prequel. It's pre-Turnia, yeah. <laughs> this is all shit that went down oh, it's pre-Turnia. Oh, oh, it's God. pre-Turnia to be Turnia, right? Oh, man. So it's pre-Turnia. It's preternatural. But they never produced any of the figures. They were all prototyped. Okay. And they never made the figures. Right. But they did make three vehicles. And they're dinosaurs. Aha. One of them is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Always a good start. Which is Skeletor's big purple dinosaur that shoots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I shoots, was like, whoa. It shoots buzz saws out of its belly. Damn right he's got a big purple dinosaur. <laughs> it's a cool one. <laughs> There's Binotops, which is a Triceratops with head-mounted laser guns that He-Man yeah. could ride on. Which I can get behind. Doesn't buy generate generally mean two? It had two guns yeah, two on guns. his head. Okay. But he also has the one snout in the middle. Okay. Don't get on me with this. And he's a writer. Math he's, confuses hey, him. Hey. He's he's by. He's there for He-Man to ride on. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh! He'll take whatever he can get. He's not particular in the dino age. And the final one that I actually have back it's home like he's to Mars. is the Turbodactyl. It had to be a pterodactyl. <laughs> so it's a pterodactyl with jet engines under his wings. 
So again, that. it's the whole thing where everything is a little bit technology, a little bit fantasy. Now this which I love about He Man. Now the size of these were they the size of the old figures or size new of figures the old or? figures? They okay, met so with these are big. They're big. Yeah, Turbo Dactyl's about fourteen inches wingspan. He's big. Wow. Uh, and he's got like uh, when you when you fly with him, he's got the the hand gestures do the audience no good. Yeah, you pinch <laughs> <laughs> you pinch his uh, oh 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 you pinch his haunches. Oh. oh. And his legs, his legs would spread and clasp. <laughs> wow. It went from being safe to right back to wrong. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could see the inappropriate hand gestures that Paul is making right now. He his haunches and he clasps you. He'd be kicked <laughs> right out of the elementary he school. He clasps figures with his legs spread and his mouth also opened up in a Oh, shriek. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> But buy him dinner first. But folks. I really liked. <laughs> I really liked figure. Turbodactyl. I really liked Turbodactyl. He was cool. Um, but they went back and they produced some of these figures uh, for the classics line. We have Hero and Eldor and uh, Preternia He Man who went back in time to see what was going on in Preternia. So you're saying Dino Riders is hooked to this in some way? Well, I find it interesting that Mattel has this license now because they've got a ton of shit with the classics figures right mm-hmm. the he-man classics line has been going so long i mean they're now they run through them all well they're not only that but they're they've got all these molds of these great body parts that they can you know that's how it works with action figures you kind of piecemeal frankenstein some old bit he saved tooling costs you've got all these parts that can be exchanged and this so is, you put she-ra's arms on he-man well no 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 character. you've just got this basic six inch buck that can <laughs> wow that can you got jeff <laughs> Heard a lot of stuff. <laughs> Jeff likes it, things, but damn, yeah. the, the the visual hit me right after he said that because you've got this really disproportionate He-Man body with these tiny little fucking arms coming out, and that the big gap crazy. between the the top of the the neck and the where the where the shoulder that would, would be look in insane. Arm. It's cancer arms He-Man. Cancer arms He-Man. <laughs> He might be a hot seller. You never know with t- kids' toys. But I just find it interesting they might delve into some of their those figures. You know, they're doing their, they're doing the Lion Lino and the Thundercats right, right. next year. God, man, I'm looking hard at that whole. Have to do another subscription. I'm so I'm so. You're done. looking hard, or you're getting hard. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> We're Both. done with the classics line. I'm getting the filmation subscription. For That's the first a separate year. subscription? Filmation. Yeah. I thought that was just continuing on that because no, there's not a whole lot. They put some of the through. Filmation characters in, but they didn't put a ton, and now they're really focusing on it. And that Filmation Skeletor they're making looks amazing. Uh-oh. And uh, so I, I, I need to pre-order to at least get one of those. Did they ever make Herculoids figures? I could get behind those. They um, had to. Uh, yeah, they no. did. A, they actually did a few years ago. Toy oh, Nami, yes, they did. Yes, they, right? they were expensive. There was a big box yeah. set with uh, yeah, had the, big, uh, the big... Rhinoceros looking thing and the monkey and the, and the blob, the stone monkey and the blobs, gloop and gleep. I think it was Toy Nami, too. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I have the set that came out that was uh, Thundar, same same bunch, those Santa yeah. Barbera licenses. All the great stuff. Those Thundar car- figures are beautiful. I'm loath to mention this, but I believe uh, the He Man movie is on Netflix now. It is. Yeah. Not yeah, only just, that, if you, you don't have Netflix, Paramount has started a YouTube channel yeah, it's on showing there, some too. of their old movies, and that's one of them, too. It's rotten. Um, it's a rotten film. The How Did This Get Made crew just did an uh-huh. episode on it pretty recently. Yeah, I heard I've, I've heard some... you never seen it? Uh, no. But you I, should I, do that. Well, I've that's heard right this, up your alley I've with heard, fantasy. 
and magic. Uh, like a fantasy that it's any good? It's well, like the detective in a fantasy land, but opposite. Thing. Oh. It's got Courtney Cox and um, Tom Paris as the stars, basically. Courtney Cox. I love so you. Robert Duncan so McNeil. hot on that show. Yes. But that, yeah, I mean, like the, the whole budget getting cut and... That's why all of a sudden it's taking place in the modern world and shit right. like that. Yeah, I, I heard. I've been reading stories about that. Yeah, it it it's a, one of those colossal failure movies. Yeah, there was a cracked article about that recently, right? I yeah, believe that's, that's a, what yeah. I read. Broke my heart as a kid. Oh, oh I bet it did, dude. I'm sure that would. If I was a He-Man fan back then, that just would have. It's awful. I was like, this is nothing to do. It has nothing to do with E-Man almost. So so Grildor was not your favorite character then? Man, he's <laughs> one of the few characters that I've got still in the package. I'm just ready to sell or trade him. Oh, yeah, wow. I Get your hated, bids in now, shockers. I hated fucking Grildor so much. And then Mario Brothers, the movie came out. And oh, it man. It was all just... That was in the same article. That was in the, the same, same article. article. Was it? <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was colossal failures and why they happened. And okay, it, a lot of it was it, classic studio interference. It's all just yeah, and it's all just money. But man, if you did Masters right, I don't know. Like, sure, it could be actually the, the it's a visually amazing um, uh, setting, and yeah. if if you were to just approach it with the right kind of Affection. Um, I think and, and, even and, if you approach it in a kind of empty Transformers way, you'll probably still get a good movie out of it. <laughs> well, I don't know. The uh, <clears throat> the Mario's brother one. Help me on this one. I mean, I can barely remember the yeah. story, but it I mean, was, it's it's pretty big directors involved. In it, was, was, they, it was they. It was a Scorsese picture. It was basically a, a total uh, script transformation. Oh, was it, was it the Max Headroom people? It was people that anyway. It was two directors yeah. that wanted to make a like a completely different movie, and they got it was pretty a, far along. It was they built the sets. Husband before. wife team, right? Right, and and they got the sets built for this like Max Headroom esque dystopia movie, and then the studio exec saw it and said, "What?" And they took it away from them and still had to use the sets because <clears throat> they'd already had the sets built. They they took what away from the Max Headroom movie or the they took Ma- the the, the Mario Brothers movie. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, it says the, the, the director of the film was Rocky Morton, who I don't know who that is. Yeah, there's um, a reason for that. But there may have been a different director attached. But there's to a whole bunch of pre-production done that they were stuck with, and they had to fit Mario Brothers into that, into that pre-production shit. Boom Studios' popular science comic book series, sci-fi comic book series, The Woods, is heading to TV. Universal Cable Productions has nabbed the rights to bring the comic, the brainchild of Batman Eternal writers James... Tynan the Fourth and TMNT artist Michael Dionysus. 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 It's not Dionysus. It's got a soap at the beginning. Dial uh, to television. Here's the official synopsis from Boom Studios. On October 16th, 2013, 437 students, 52 teachers, and 24 additional staff from Bay Point Preparatory High School in suburban Milwaukee, Wisconsin, vanished without a trace. <laughs> Countless light years away, far outside the bonds, uh, bounds of charted universe, 513 people find themselves in the middle of an ancient primordial wilderness. Where are they? Why are they there? The answers will provide stranger than anyone could possibly imagine. Unquote. The Woods was Boom's most successful comic in 2014. It's the second most popular comic behind their Eisner-winning indie comic Lumberjanes, which was also picked up by 20th Century Fox to be adapted as a movie. 
few other TV projects Boom is developing include Protocol Orphans with Amanda Siegel, behind person of interest, penning the series and executive producing graphic novel series Cowboy, that's two words, from Boom imprint Ar- Arachia, also in active development over at DreamWorks TV as an animated series. And Boom was also behind the Denzel Washington Mark Wahlberg action film Two Guns. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Cinemax has placed a pilot script order for a TV series based on George R.R. Martin's 1989 novella, The Skin Trade, which Martin describes as a werewolf noir story. (laughs) Yeah, that worked for you? (laughs) (laughs) I was on the moors. Rock. Do I own (laughs) that? The moon was creeping out from the shadows. Sure enough, my dick itched. Oh, jeez. And that meant werewolf time. (laughs) I sprouted big old claws and oh, wait, nasty, say, wait, nasty wait, wait. teeth. Warwolf's dead. Another character. What? The George R. R. Martin one. The Warwolf's already dead. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this voice, though, for this character. <laughs> now keep going. I'm noir, sorry. Noir, uh, yeah. Wolf. Noir wolf. Noir wolf. <laughs> I'm a noir wolf. <laughs> Start writing, Andy. Uh, Ooh, noir wolf. Going back to the cabin where Uh-oh. my human form stayed. I opened the careful, door. Careful. With a big kick. Boosh, bam. Right. He, he just went full fuck it. <laughs> fuck the whole room of you. Inside, there was my traveling companion, Bernard. <laughs> Poor he didn't Bernard. know he was of my saint. He didn't know of my lupine tendencies. <laughs> they prefer lupine American. Yep. The story will focus on Willie Flambeau. <laughs> really? Quotes a... Or co- won't he? A collections agent who happens to be a werewolf. And his friend Randy Wade, a private investigator who discovered a dark secret behind a grizz- series of grizzly murders in their decaying industrial city. I unquote. think a grizzly did this. <laughs> Willie and Randy? Really? Yeah, he's okay. Randy for the Willy. <laughs> he's Willy for the Randy. Willy, Willy, Willy won't. Oh, 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 wow. Along with se- several reprints over the years, the skin trade was most recently turned into a comic book by Avatar Press in 2013. That's right. I remember that coming out as a comic, but I did it. I figured it was a while back. It was only a couple of years ago. I got to look through my books. That title sounds familiar, but I don't think I've read it. It might be a collab. I think I might have a, a anthology collection by the same name. Yeah, it, okay. sounded, it sounded familiar, but I'm like... It seems it, like something it, would be a it, Well, anthology. you said it was a novel, and I'm sitting there going, I'm like, I don't remember a, a novel. novella. Novella, but uh, okay, yeah, I remember a comic of that. Okay. Yeah, the comic was based on it. Yeah, yeah, I got that now. I just, <laughs> at the time, Wait, I was, was the comic confused. based on it? On the novella. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sony, Sony knocked $50 off the MSRP on its PlayStation 4 system in the U.S. and Canada. Sony announced a price drop for Japan at the Tokyo Game Show last month, so many figured other territories would soon follow suit. Plus a Target ad from a couple weeks ago let the cat out of the bag, so this news is likely to come much of a surprise to many. Target. But this price drop affects console bundles as well. That makes sense. We're getting towards the holidays. It's been in production for two years now. Sure, and Xbox the, dropped theirs by fifty bucks a while ago. Yeah. So, aha, and, there's and, your culprit. But I mean, say the competition being healthy. The fact that they've been in production this long means it, it's more cost effective oh, yeah. for the actual construction of the consoles. So yeah, it makes sense to drop it. 
SAG-AFTRA, that's the uh, performance unions, have closed voting, and the results are 96.52% of its members voted to authorize a strike. This vote was in response to an impasse in negotiations with the games industry. In a message to its members, SAG-AFTRA explains what this vote means. It is important to note that the referendum result does not mean that members are on strike. Rather, it gives the national board the authority to declare a strike. A 75% yes vote was required to give the national board that authority. This vote gives SAG-AFTRA the added bargaining chip when they sit uh, next sit at the table with the games industry representatives. With this result in hand, the negotiating committee will seek to return to the bargaining table and continue to press for a fair resolution on behalf of performers working in video games. The interactive media agreement expired on December 31st, 2014. Bargaining sessions held in February and June of this year failed to produce an agreement. There's no word on when the next round of negotiations starts. It's This stuff's kind of a long time coming. Yeah, Because, sure. I mean, they're trying to say that, you know, you need uh, to have a break after two hours of yelling. You know, things sure. like that. Absolutely. Things yeah. that are hard on an actor's yeah. voice. And, right. And limitations to motion capture and things like yeah. that. Paul? What's your affiliation? Do you have any uh, union affiliation? I used to be with uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the stage thing. Oh, equity? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I got rid of that because it doesn't help you out here at all. It stops it you from getting jobs. Gotcha. So you, can, so you should keep your ears open. You can go be scabs. Yeah, I should go do scab voice work. <laughs> That's what I need to and do. And by all means, let's let's announce it right here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I'd love to get into voice work, and I think, you know, you got to have certain protections and whatnot. It's just a whole other difficult thing. Unions are a tricky, sticky wicket. Well, I learned, you know. Are you can, saying I have a voiceover credit and you don't? Uh, Probably. Wow. I yeah. will tell you this, though, Andy. Because I don't. <laughs> a lot of the voice work is done by a very small group of actors. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's very difficult to break into unless you're already, yeah. you know, famous for doing another medium like film or television when but like like the established video game actors and uh established anime actors and all these other voiceovers there it's a lot of times it's like the same 20 or 30 people yeah that was very clear to me when i was at the panels at and that actually ended up at a couple different voice actor panels at san diego mm-hmm. and uh they Somebody come out and say, "Oh, he does this voice, this voice, this voice, this voice, this voice, this voice." Yeah, fifty percent of all voices this are Nolan North, and this yeah. voice. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. well, I mean, I, I I looked into it coming out of uh, out of college because I you know worked on a lot of independent films when I was in film school, and and every now and then you know if somebody had graduated, moved on, and they needed to do some kind of dubbing, so I would do my best to mimic you know that person or whatever, and especially if it was like something animated and. Somebody once told me, he's like, hey, you'd make a great voiceover actor. I'm like, oh, okay. You are a born mimicer. But then I started looking into it. I was like realizing that, seriously, it's like the same 20 or 30 people That's that, another that thing get all the jobs. That and happened I'm like, with oh. the He-Man movie. Apparently, Dolph Lundgren's voice was supposed to be dubbed over, and they ran out of money for that, So too. they they didn't <laughs> so want they to just, keep it, but so they, they had just, to keep yeah, it? Yeah, they just kept his... He, he basically, I have the power. Well, I mean, he's a very bright guy. Yeah. He's an extremely intelligent yes. mathematician. But he did not speak English. Yes. So he was just phonetically going over a lot of the stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's rough. So, yeah. I didn't know I thought that. He'd already if you were asked to do a movie in French, you'd probably have problems. I'd have terrible problems. Now, see, I thought that was a problem with him in, in Rocky. But 
I thought by the time Masters came around, well, he had Rocky, already learned English. Well, Rocky, it doesn't matter. He's English. supposed to be a foreigner who doesn't yeah, speak Yeah, that's what English. I'm saying. And he says like eight things. Yeah. Ooh. But he, I thought he was fully versed in English by the time he did Masters. Interesting. Um, on the voiceover front, our Bonnie G from Star Trek The Experience uh, was recently announced to be a new uh, voice for, uh, is it a Street Fighter game or something? She's a new character in some... Hmm game that's coming out she, she was just on geeks who drink Street the other Fighter night one. too that'd be awesome yeah good I've, for her I've, damn. yeah whichever character ah, damn she just recently announced it but well the new street fighter 5 is in production it's coming out next year it's coming i can't wait ubisoft's next far cry game takes the shooter series back to the basics of human civilization far cry primal Sets the Stone Age as its ancient sandbox, dominated by enormous beasts littered with sticks just waiting to be weaponized. Far Cry Primal has you uh, bumping crude heads with the uh, with nature in the role of Takar, the last survivor of an ill-fated group of hunters. According to Ubisoft's announcement, the game challenge lies in crafting weapons, foraging for food in an open world, dueling with saber-toothed cats, and fending off other tribes in the land of Oros. No, thanks. This okay. see, they're missing an opportunity here to do... Ride on dinosaurs and have laser guns and swords. Just did, go for it. They did more of an Ice Age You're a era thing. Video game. Have lasers and swords with your dinosaurs. Do it. That's coming. There's a game that's coming out that way. It's like in a year for Xbox One, I think. There's okay. a PlayStation Four. Well, well, there's, there's one on. There's one online that's a PC version. It's kind of dinosaur-y, fighty, weird. But really, there's a dinosaur lasers and fights. And yeah, where you play more of a hunter s kind of thing, but you're against. Do you ride dinosaurs? dinosaurs? Do you ride them? Uh, I know you fight them. I don't know if you know. Nah, don't man. Them. You got to ride them like GTA style. I want to be able to run around. You know, jump when, that, on dinosaurs. when that dinosaur rider movie comes out, you're going to get that game. If And you know what? Maybe it'll they'll, somebody will figure it out because that's what you need. Jump and ride on dinosaurs and use them as vehicles and weapons. There you go. Oh, fun. You run get on a brontosaurus and suddenly you're like really high up and you can see really far. As you're trucking along, you're slower, you're easier to hit, but other people could ride the side of the brontosaurus like a tank. Game designers, Paul is ready to be a voice. Oh, man. And so is, you know, Jeff. Oh. And me. And, and Andy has a credit. Uh, a really Rainbow lame, a really Mika. Lame credit. Rainbow Mika. Oh, she's Armika in the, yeah. the new Street Fighter. She'll wow, be, yeah. that's yeah. great. Armika is uh, a wrestler from Street Fighter. She's uh, cleavage heavy. She yeah. does a lot of uh, fighting with her ass. That's fighting. <laughs> She's great. You don't, you don't, you don't hear about that uh, discipline too often. Uh, that's phenomenal. I'll have to get her to sign my game copy. At some she point. is the mistress of Badonkadonk Fu. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's still in town. Bonnie's still in town. No, no, she, no. She's in, She's in L.A. In LA. Okay, She's good for in her. LA. She shows up here frequently. Right. Comes out to the cons and stuff. So. Good for her. Yeah. She's that's busy. Great. She's all over the place. Mm-hmm. So. And publisher Ubisoft is developing a theme park based on its game franchises and characters that's slated to open in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia in 2020. The 10,000 square meter park will feature rides, shows, and other attractions based on Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, and Rabbids, according to an announcement from the company. Quote, Ubisoft's inter- intention for this park is to immerse people in reactive worlds where they can interact with each other and become heroes of their own life-sized game. 
said Jean de Rivieres, uh, senior vice president of Ubisoft Motion Pictures, in a statement. Ubisoft is co-developing the indoor park with Malaysian park company RSG. Uh, Ubisoft has flirted with the theme park development before. An attraction based on the game maker's Rabbids opened in France's Futuroscope Park in 2014. And Santa Clara's California Great America theme park is currently working in tandem with EA Games to bring a 4D holographic mass effect attraction to nuts. the park. What? Great. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> Scheduled to come out sometime in 2016, the motion simulator holographic movie akin to Star Tours will be located in the Action Theater. A live actor will be on the ride with you to interact seamlessly with the environment and guide you through a slew of various immersive adventures. This sounds unique and completely original. Includes what sounds like facing down a reaper. Yeah. It's it's Borg 4D. Is it the same company? Right, but Borg, 4, Borg 4D was uh, ripped off the Terminator thing. From oh, Universal. I mean, it all rips off everything. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's, you, you had yeah Terminator 2 3D. You had you uh, guys... Shrek 4D. You had Borg Invasion 4D. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's, sure. It's not, you know, why not? I mean, it, if you can take advantage of the technology, do it. Were you guys here for the trio of rides that were at the Luxor? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. briefly. Yeah. I never went on them. Yeah, but I, I was did. here when they were. They going were, they on, were pretty they were good. Yeah. They were actually I, pretty good. I enjoyed them. Uh, I remember the the falling elevator thing. That being was kind great. of kind of trippy because you know if you close your eyes, you don't feel the the effect of the falling. But then watching the screen, it actually kind of felt like you were falling down. Yeah, they were three rides, and yes. they were storied. So yeah. they yeah. were part one, part two, part three. Yeah, they were all connected. But really, it was part one that was the best one. That was the yeah. motion simulator ride. Yeah, where you you go. Was it 500 feet below the Luxor where they right. had found a a cave uh, that was an actual uh, Egyptian crypt? And they had right here in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. right here in Las Vegas. Was there a magic Vegas. carpet? No, uh, there was a the magic ride? carpet. It wasn't a ride. It was a video thing where you sat on a carpet that was in oh, front of a green that was screen. A, that was the different yeah. thing. That was that one. The no, Fantasy the, uh, Fair at the Excalibur had a whole bunch of motion simulator rides too. Gotcha. What was okay. the second ride? I remember there was the the where you the go on the motion one ride. Was a fake talk show. That's what I remember. That's, that was yeah. Luxor Live. I remember yeah. that one. So what's the then? What's the, the third, third one? Road was a fake talk show. Yeah, you get it was an interactive three D. Like you're looking at a talk show and then things yeah. start falling apart you for sit, the curse of the you sit mummy in a in a stand that's an audience for a the talk curse show. Curse of the mummy. And then there's there's a, <laughs> a, a live screen. mummy comes in. There's a projected oh, screen that makes it look like you're sitting in the audience of a talk show. Uh huh. And then there were live effects that would uh, occur in and around you oh. while this talk show but was no going on in front of you. <laughs> no mummy. <laughs> no. Uh, there was implications of a mummy spirit, I think. Oh, mummy spirit. Yeah, like one oh, of the, the talk show guests cheap. turned into a... A mummy? A pharaoh <laughs> with a big headdress oh, and everything. Oh, that's no pharaoh. Ah. And the third I, one was the IMAX mummy? theater that was there. Was it a mummy? It was the finale, and I can't remember much. I can't the, remember much. Well, that's the motion ride, the IMAX one, right? It was the actual motion where you get on the, the skiff and you're racing. You're right. No. So, so what are we missing? Yeah, well, I can barely remember. Now that. we're only getting no, two the of first, the first one is where you go on the elevator and drop yes, down. Yes, that's that's part of. And the, then you wandered through something different. The fir- they were both yes. motion rides. The first one was an intimate small one. The third one was an IMAX larger piece, but it didn't work as well. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to look that up because you're driving me crazy. I can't remember the third part, so but gonna, I remember gonna, it was. Don't forget the fourth ride, the ride on the Nile boat ride. Oh yeah, see, Denial. That, that was never 
that was never working when I came out here. Never yeah, got yeah. to ride it. Hardly never got, ever. That was is like it? the gondoliers, right? It actually yep. went through yep. the casino. Went through yeah. The yeah. Casino. It actually did a loop around the uh, perimeter of the Vauxhall. Now, yeah. Did you ride it? I never did. Because no. I cause it went by the buffet. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it did. I remember when I was yeah, there. Walk I saw, over. Well, it, it was over. a fake buffet with animatronic people grabbing. No. The <laughs> a, mu- a bunch of mummies at the buffet. But cursing you wrote it. It was just a boat ride, right? There was no yeah. story to it. It wasn't much. There's no to animatronics it. or anything. See, I remember no, when no. I went. It'd be hilarious if they did like just like, like mummy up. used to make buffet. <laughs> And it's all mummies. The oh, mummies well. buffet. Hey, no, 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 no. The parade probably would have succeeded. If Curse of the mummies like buffet. Yeah. Okay, because I remember when talk I talk about the poops. You have uh, <laughs> the poops. What do you call that? <laughs> that's uh, that's not a mummy exactly. It's uh, what's his name? Oh, the Aztec mummy. Montezuma's <laughs> revenge. That's what it is. <laughs> Aztec mummy. Montezuma's revenge is diarrhea. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but well, the, the, revenge. <laughs> Aztec mummy poops. That ro- Montezuma's revenge. It's all the same. <laughs> that robot chicken one was hilarious. <laughs> revenge. <laughs> there was a glorious moment here in Vegas where there were four fake New York cities in town. Four? Yeah. The Luxor had a fake New York City inside it. Yeah, yeah the, uh, it did. Court. The MGM, yep. yeah, the food, court. The food, the food court. court. the MGM theme park had a part of that was the old New York City. There was New York, New York, which is still here, and then there was the Boardwalk Casino that was essentially Coney oh, wow. Island. Oh right, yeah. you're right. Full I remember Coney Island. I don't remember the one at uh, at MGM. Was it? It was old. It was like 1920s New York City. It was. It was. Oh, so it was. It was the, where the studio walk was. Yeah, it yeah. was that whole. Yeah. It was okay, the theme it was the park theming. that was behind. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Where the condos are now. Yes. Uh, Much less interesting ride, though, condos. Related to the Luxor thing, when they were auditioning for that, I auditioned for it, the the talk show thing. Oh, really? They, they wanted the stand-up comedian patter dude to be your seater. A mummy? <laughs> oh. And oh, you mean the guy that, that does the warm-up for the... Yeah, the, exactly. The, oh, okay, and I got gotcha. you. It, it was funny, because... I, I did my piece, but it was obvious it wasn't it wasn't for me. But I actually got you have to, to be meet. a mummy. I'm sorry. You have to be a mummy. No, you actually had to be a guy in a loud Hawaiian shirt. No. It was actually come kind of on a, in and the part sit I was, down. <laughs> I'm here to warm you up, everyone. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm wearing? I'm getting into hip hop. I'm a rapper. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> You're covered by a rapper. I got yeah. to meet Douglas Trumbull, though. So that oh, was wow. Cool. Nice. Yeah, because he was yeah. there for the auditions. Guy in nice. Hawaiian shirt was the role I was born to play. <laughs> what role, yeah. role, role were you born to play? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. The mummy. No, Andy, the role you were born to play was voiceover artist. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So for a minute there, I thought Mumra was going to come out of the basement there. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a special kind of mummy. <laughs> yeah. role I was born to play was Cinnamon. And until next week, uh, I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Hawaiian shirt fact track Andy. And see, this is why I thought Pearl Motor was funny. <laughs> take 43, Andy. Andy. Uh, let's take it from the top of your introduction <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> fine. Fuck it. We'll put no, it no, no, no. All right. We'll All fix right. it. We'll fix, fix it. It's it fine. Post. Get the fuck out Somebody of here. get a hold of Mattingly. Get we'll just fuck double. out of here. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>
It's exactly why I thought your your comment about that being your Pearl Jam cover band, Pearl Mutter, was hilarious. Mutter. <laughs> Pearl Stutter. Oh, I can sing me some Nirvana. <laughs> image of Kurt Cobain. <laughs> that's Nirvana you're doing. Before that's or after the one shot. That's the muttering part. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Mummy. Take 400, Andy. <laughs> no. Bring in the mummies. Let's open just a mummy casino. Just <laughs> like, mummies. Like that's Andy when you're all wrapped the mummy. up. Then you have the party Damn pit where the ladies are partially wrapped. You know, a Halloween casino would be awesome. I have dreamt of a monster-themed casino for ages. Oh my god, we could, we could. Oh, we should get Eli Roth. No, and he could oh, come in the no. town. You already no. tried that once. No. Oh, we tried that. That once. wasn't a Halloween casino. There were plans. plans. Was an overpriced haunted house. <laughs> there were plans for a, a mall in town that was designed to look like a crash spaceship. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been. Well, isn't that kind of what ended up being the fashion show? Yeah. The, this, the, oh, it does kind of look the like exterior a oh, the UFO looks thing like hanging over it. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a UFO crashed in. Yeah. I can see that. So the producers came in at the last minute and gutted the story. They said they decided to just make it a fries in in L.A. I still sure. haven't been to that that one was Lego so cool. Story yet. It's a badass. The place. Lego store here in town. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not. It's not as big as the ones in L.A. Okay. Yeah, that Fry's Electronics was fucking amazing. Yeah, they're completely just... themed inside and out. Wait. Sci-fi themed Fry's. Where is it? Fry's Electronics store. Fry's it's... Electronics up in uh, uh, what is what is north the uh, northeast L.A. up in the hills. Uh, Cayone, uh, not that far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, San Dimas. Mm-hmm. Okay, way too far. I, I don't wow. know. San wow. Dimas. But uh, but there is a. They themed out the fries. Sacramento. Ours in Vegas. Sci fries. Kind of themed with like a it. casino thing. Yeah. But in L.A., they have a Alice in Wonderland themed fries. And but the most important one, the sci fi themed one, crashed UFO in the front. It's in There's Burbank. A, Burbank. Thank you. There's a Gort when you walk in. Oh, wow. Gigantic oh. ants storming one side of it. There's a jeep that's been. Heat ray melted in half. Uh, there's like there was at one point a scorched body inside the jeep. It was oh, freaking amazing. Out of there, huh? the, they're just all, no bodies. They're just little sci-fi scenes throughout the whole thing. It's worthwhile. Just I it will out. be there next time I get to LA. I'm hitting that. That sounds great. Do it. It's yeah, great. yeah. Here we go. That's Andy would hit I, that. I, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> our viewers can't see this, but I'm showing Paul a picture of the uh, the jeep. They've we'll, replaced we'll, the burnt we'll we'll body. We'll run a picture online. I'm sure we will. Sure. Maybe well, I'll make. I can, maybe I can, I'll I can make the front. Pictures. Maybe I'll make the front of that the uh, the episode picture. Put oh, a whole great. spread of them. Yeah, the I'll, I'll throw fries. I'll throw some pictures Sci-fries. up after after Todd uh, after Todd posts the episode. I'll post up I some follow up pictures. I love barbecue.